from the Tech Sideline High Tech Studios in Blacksburg, Virginia. It's Monday, February 5th, 2024, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy our audio format of TSL Today as we focus on a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we'll sit down with managing editor David Cunningham to talk all things tech men's and women's hoops, including the men's head scratcher against Miami, the women's exhilarating victory in Chapel Hill, and the overall positioning of both squads. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by The Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to The Hokie Way support Hokies NIL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. All right, now let's bring in our managing editor, David Cunningham, to talk all things tech men's and women's basketball. And David, first off, welcome back to Blacksburg. We'll start on the men's side of things, unfortunately. And the Hokies kind of let one get away on Saturday, if you will. 82-74 loss to Miami down in Coral Gables. And I guess my question is kind of how do you digest this one? I think it kind of describes where Virginia Tech's season is at. Tech, tech lost by eight. Tech was the better team, I think, especially for the majority of the game. Uh, and Tech let Miami score 56 points in the second half and turned the ball over too much. And um, you know, with five minutes left, Virginia Tech was leading big. Uh, not big, but I guess by five. Uh, and, and got outscored pretty handily the rest of the way. It was 65 to 60 at that point. Tech scored nine points. Miami scored 22. Like you just can't you can't turn the ball over as much as Tech did. You, you got to play better defense than that. Just all in all, not a not a good way to end the game. I mean, Tech played well, I think, for about 35 minutes. Um, Miami made that late run, and the Hokies. I think a game got tied up. Miami took the lead. Tech kind of came back with a 6-0 run, led by five. And it was like, oh, Virginia Tech might be okay. And then Tech turned the ball over three times in 39 seconds, and the game rolled right to Miami. And and that's a game Virginia Tech desperately needed. And now you look at this team, uh, don't really have – I mean, they've got a quadrant one opportunity at North Carolina. they got a quadrant one opportunity hopefully at Pitt – uh, that's if Pitt stays uh, in the top 75, but that's not many opportunities to write your schedule and turn it around. Yeah, I was going to say, to kind of add on to your point, I thought Tech was the better team um, for probably 32 minutes or so on Saturday, 30 to 32 minutes. And to your point, Tech was up 10 in this one with about 10 or 11 minutes left to go, and Miami proceeded to go on two separate Big time runs, a 15-2 run and a 13-2 run, and that's certainly not going to win you ball games. Free throws, turnovers, also killed Tech in this one, 7 of 14 from the line, and it's kind of the first time this year that the free throws have really hurt the Hokies, came in second best nationally in free throw percentage, and then you mentioned 11 turnovers as well. So. Yeah. Missed opportunity, like you said, for Virginia Tech. They go 0-2 in quad one opportunities this past week, losses to Duke and Miami, and you look around the schedule, and 
I just don't know how many more opportunities there are left to boost the Hokies' resume. Yeah, I mean, unless you know, Virginia Tech is, I believe, has Tech is five and six in the ACC, so has nine games left. I mean, Tech could go. I mean, Tech goes nine and zero. Oh, like then we're talking about something, but. Uh, unless you beat Carolina in the Dean Dome, it's going to be really, really hard to to get to to have a good enough resume, and that's the problem here. Um, Tech had those those resume opportunities, didn't take advantage of them against Duke in Blacksburg. Uh, that was a close game at halftime. Didn't take advantage of it down in Miami. That was a a six point game. Tech led at halftime. Um, you know, I think again. I think the last couple of minutes to kind of describe Tech season, everything that kind of could go wrong in a way did. Tech didn't shoot free throws well, like you said. Tech got out rebounded, thirty six to twenty eight. Uh, Tech turned the ball over too much. I mean, it didn't matter that Tech shot fifty percent in the second half. It didn't. Let, it couldn't stop Miami a lot of times either. Uh, that's that's back to back games against teams that you need to beat. Where at some point in the second half, the other team is shooting really, really good, really, really well. I should say uh, they're like Duke shot seventy five percent in the second half at one point, and then kind of fell off towards the end. Miami ended up shooting fifty six percent. It was pretty good for the majority of the half. You gotta you gotta put it all together, and you talk about the road that lies ahead. It's a little worrying because. Like they they don't have wiggle room at all. Like they, they, Tech's going to be behind the eight ball from here on out. And if you're a Virginia Tech fan, you're probably sitting there going, "What we got to beat Carolina?" Like yeah, you, the road now is not impossible. Um, you know, because again, if Tech wins nine straight games, but even that team in 2022. Which won a handful in a row and then lost. And I mean, I think that 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 team finished. I think nine of eleven. That, Does that yeah, sound right? that team finished nine and two. I think. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And okay, well, you've got nine games left. I mean, even if you finish seven and two, you got to win the right games. And that team didn't even end up making the NCAA. It wouldn't have made it the NCAA tournament. If it didn't win the ACC championship, so just just really tough position. This is this is a game that Virginia Tech had to win, especially after what happened against Duke, and it didn't. Yeah, it kind of felt like the Hokies at least had to split last week. Like if you go one and one, you know it, it's still a tough task, but that's doable. You know, you have a quad one win now, another quad one win, I should say, on your resume. You've beaten one of the more upper echelon teams, particularly a Duke. I thought Andy Bitter wrote a really good story after that game saying that other than that Carolina game coming up, I mean, the name brand still matters, so to say. So there's not really another team where you look at and you're like, oh, if Virginia Tech beats them, okay, I can see why that would be a big plus come tournament time. And other than Carolina, there's not really that. To your point, Still some opportunities, zero margin for error in the the two Notre Dame games and the trip to Louisville, but we'll see. Uphill climb, Hokies have done it before, but we'll see how things shake out. Yeah, well, I th- well and while, while you mention that, like if you look at Virginia Tech's next nine games, Tech has a week off and it's at Notre Dame this week, Florida State at home, Carolina on the road, Virginia at home, Pitt on the road, Syracuse on the road, Wake Forest at home, Louisville on the road, Notre Dame at home. Like, 
you got to beat Notre Dame twice and Louisville once. That would put that would put Tech at 16 and 9, 8 and 6 in the ACC uh with six other games remaining. Well, you've got the, those aren't tough. Florida State beat you in Tallahassee earlier this year. Tech game Tech probably should have won. And and this is and this is where we get down to like all of these you played well and didn't win. Virginia Tech played pretty well for 30 something minutes against Florida State and didn't win. Tech could have beaten Tech did not shoot well enough. But but like Tech's got UVA at home. UVA's playing better now. Pitt's playing better. Pitt's one of the hottest teams in the ACC. No, okay. You, are you going to go up and win at Syracuse, right? Like you know this team could easily go 6 and 3, but they could also go 2 and 7 over the, the next couple games. It just kind of depends. Like and it's going to be uh they're going to have to take every game one one at a time and um it's it they're just they they put themselves in a bad position because now they're more relying on they 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 basically have to treat every single game like it's a last and and that's unfortunate because it's like th- this is a, a a team where you know tech you, you look back to the start of ACC play got blown out at Wake Forest lost a game that probably should have won against Florida State lost a game that probably should have won against Miami well that's you know the difference between starting three and two and two and three makes a whole world of a difference or even uh four and one versus three and two it and it, like tech tech was lucky i think to get that nc state win and two games a couple weeks ago against boston college and georgia tech but like again i i think those eight minutes those final eight minutes described whether or not virginia tech was an ncaa tournament team and i think the answer is clearly no even though it, it's had good stretches of basketball this year. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I could see seven and two down the stretch, but again, with who's on the schedule, you, you just don't know. You really don't. So we'll see how things shake out. On the flip side of things, women's soups, this is a happier conversation if you're a Virginia Tech fan. Taking down number 24, North Carolina yesterday in Chapel Hill, 70 to 61 in overtime. It's Tech's fifth straight win. Hokies are clicking, and it's impressive yesterday's win for a lot of different reasons, just because it wasn't necessarily the prettiest performance. I thought yesterday's win for Virginia Tech epitomized what it takes to get into the NCAA tournament and to be a team that can make a deep run. A lot of times, yes, you want to be playing your best basketball in March, but there are some times where hiccups come along the way and you have to win ugly games. Virginia Tech won an ugly game yesterday. It was not pretty by any means. Tech shot 34%, but Tech also held Carolina to shoot 32%. And I thought Virginia Tech was the better team for the entire game. Honestly, I think UNC's a, a okay team, but one of those teams that's kind of middle of the pack of the ACC. And this is a that's a big win for Tech because, like, yes, it's important to win on the road, but most importantly, I think it keeps you in the ACC in the in the hunt for an ACC title. Tech is sitting here in lone, you know, all by itself in second place right now, uh, and. To be able to, you're leading at halftime. NC, you know, Carolina makes a run. 
You kind of brace yourself for it. You don't shoot well, and you still find a way to win. I mean, Tech was, while Carolina was 7 of 14 in the third, Tech was 4 of 19. 50% to 21%. And Tech kind of buckled down. Tech's defense was outstanding. Even mm-hmm. if Courtney Banghart says that's not what Virginia Tech does defensively. That was wild. Um, <laughs> she's like, that's not what Virginia Tech does defensively. Defense isn't what Virginia Tech does. It's like, okay, Tech, I, I ran the numbers this morning. Tech is 26th in the country in field goal percentage defense. That's third in the ACC. Tech Tech is a very good defensive team, and Courtney Banghart is full of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 well, no, you're saying it how I mean, it is. She, I mean, did, did she... It, and this is a this is a tangent, but it's got to the point where she's complained. She complained after the to Carolina lost at NT State. Yeah, about the small the si- gym. About the si- <laughs> Reynolds Coliseum is the best atmosphere in the ACC. Like she said something yesterday about Castle's seats eleven thousand, and how it probably wouldn't be full because of that. Castle's seats about eighty nine hundred, and I guarantee you it'll be a sellout for that game because it's the final game, final home game in the regular season. For Eliz Kitley and Kayla King and potentially Georgia Amor. Um, I mean, but just for, for Virginia Tech to play defense the way it did, Lexi Donarski and Alyssa Usby shot 5 of 11 each. Donarski's points all came in the first half. Usby only had 10. Donarski had 12. Tech shut everybody else down. Maria Gakdang, the big inside presence, she was one of six. Deja Kelly had 26 points on 6 of 24 shooting. You know, she shot 14 free throws, and she gets the line second most in the country behind Caitlin Clark. But the way Virginia Tech defended, like, again, people are going to look at this and go, okay, well, Virginia Tech's an okay defensive team. Doesn't really force many turnovers. Doesn't matter. Tech did every, like, it's funny because we were just talking about Everything that could go wrong for the men kind of did. Everything that the women needed to do to win, it did. Yeah. They did. Like, they rebounded. Out you rebounded UNC 52-40. to 40. In the second half, it was 31-19. They grabbed 18 offensive rebounds and had 20-second chance points. Tech only had six points in the paint and won and put up 70 points. Like, yeah. it got to a point yesterday, and you were there as well, Carter, I thought Virginia Tech was by far the better team and was playing good enough defense to win. It was just a matter of when Tech was going to hit its shots, and it, and it hit, hit it got some big contributions. Obviously, Georgia Georgia Amor had twenty one and eleven, but Matilda Eck I think was the player of the game. She had really really good defense. She had a season high eight rebounds. She had fourteen points. Hit four big three pointers. I think all of them came in the second half. Like Tech had to come together and get a win. This is the second straight top 25 road game Tech has won where it's had to overcome something. At Syracuse, it was Elizabeth Gitley not shooting well. This game, it was the team not shooting well as a whole. And to be able to continue to stay locked in and play good defense, I thought Elizabeth Gitley talked about it really well, like explained it well. You got to have a short-term memory. And um, I think Virginia Tech showed why it is so dangerous like even if it is not scoring at a high clip man it it plays good defense I, I think Virginia Tech played about as good defense as it could have outside of fouling Deja Kelly too much like and and now you're set alone in second place in the ACC if NC State beats Louisville on Monday night you were in first place of the ACC before you go to Reynolds Coliseum on on Thursday 
that's how big this win is. Virginia Tech loses it. Well, then, then Tech's, Tech's a little bit behind the eight ball more. Now Tech is almost, Tech controls its own destiny. And I mean, Tech goes down and wins in Reynolds. Like, we're, we're I mean, th- this is a team that, and again, I know from the box score, and I kind of wrote this, like, it, this game, this win looks very, very ugly. This team, it looks, people are probably looking at the score going, you only shot 34%? But it's what you do when you're not scoring that wins you basketball games. Virginia Tech def- defended and, and rebounded and and did all of the little things needed to do that. I thought Clarice Jack and Carly Wenzel, I mean, they were good. Kayla King was good. Like, across the board, it was a really, really good effort. Well, the game in Chapel Hill last year was ugly, too, where Kitley hit the buzzer beater. I yeah. think Tech shot sub of 35% in that game as well, and they, they beat Carolina at the buzzer. Just to kind of expand upon your point about the defense a little bit, Carolina was also one of eight in overtime. Yeah. 12.5%. You're, you're going to win a lot of games when you do that. And on top of that, about Matilda Eck, we were talking about it on press row. She started 0 for 3 from 3. Both Kayla King and Matilda Eck started 0 for 8. Eck hits four threes, two in overtime, and I agree. I think she was the difference. Yeah, um... I just went and looked. Uh, both both teams shot better than forty percent last year, and in, in okay, in, okay, in Carmichael. My fault. But in Blacksburg, Tech only shot thirty eight percent and one. Um, geez, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the stats. Yeah, I just remember Tech, it was an ugly game offensively. Tech shoot Tech. They were probably well. Tech was three of six of twenty last year. Okay, in Carmichael, from three. So okay. that's probably what you're remembering. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, at, at some point, you need your players to step up. Georgia Amor and Elizabeth Kitley were a combined 13 of 42. Again, everybody did not shoot the ball well, except for Matilda Eck and Carly Wenzel and Claire Strack. I mean, like, like Strack had one basket, made it. Wenzel had two, three shots. She made two of them, both three-pointers. Uh, and then Matilda Eck. She she was clutch when Virginia Tech needed. Um, if you're going to be a good team, you have to get contributions from everybody. I thought Eck was great on the glass. I thought Olivia Samuel was great on the glass. Like when when I think back about the game yesterday, Virginia Tech just made all the little plays. Whether it was a loose ball in the corner that Olivia Samuel dives on the floor to save, which she passes to Kayla King. All of a sudden, the ball's outletted up to George Amor, who finds Matilda Eck, and it's a transition three. Mm-hmm. That's three free points right there. That Tech pro- might, probably shouldn't have had the ball, but but Tech scores there. Um, who knows what happens if George Amor doesn't take that charge at the end of regulation? Like, yeah, I mean they're inbounding the ball at half court again. Now that, that was the like a game like this. I think goes a long way because. I mean, Tech has won the last five against Carolina. UNC is a little bit of a thorn in Tech's side. Just that, like, th- th- these games are always close. And to be able to not necessarily play well offensively and win by nine in overtime, it shows that you wanted it more and that you did more of the little stuff. And, like, to out-rebound them by by 12? I mean, Tech has been outstanding on the boards lately. Like, th- this, this was a big win, I, I think... I think Kenny Brooks said it really well. Like this is a win that's going to propel us forward because there's a lot you can take from this. It shows that even if you're not necessarily playing well, you can still win basketball games. 
quietly nine and two in the ACC. And I say quietly because I think some people kind of forget about that a little bit because Virginia Tech has been so good in years past. They've never been nine and two in the ACC. So I, I think some people kind of forget about that a little what bit. What was Tech and last year through, through nine games? Through 11 games, you mean? Through 11 games, yes. Do you know off the top of your head? Because I can. Look oh, they lost to Miami and Clemson. So they were. That's two losses Tech right there. Tech was 7 and 4 last year. 7 and through, 4. There you go. Through 11 games. Two years ago, Tech was 8 and 3 through 11 games. And that was the best record through 11 yep. games before. Yesterday, don't take it I mean, for again to be to be nine and two like that. That is something that's pretty ridiculous. And Tech's two losses are both on the road. And now again, NC State's a big one Thursday. Yeah, no doubt. No, I thought Tech was the better team yesterday, start to finish. Just kind of always felt like the Hokies responded when they needed to, even when Carolina tied it at the end of regulation and. The rest is history. So, David, no men's basketball this week. Women's basketball is in Raleigh. What's kind of the content plan the rest of the week? Yeah, I think I'm going to write a women's basketball column uh, tomorrow on Tuesday and write a preview on Wednesday. I'll be down in Raleigh on Thursday. The men are at Notre Dame uh, on Saturday. I I was debating I I might write a men's basketball thing, but I'll also talk to Chris because I think Chris might write some basketball stuff. Um, I know there's some some stuff on the football side that is going to be coming out over the next couple of days. Um, yeah, very interesting week. The men are off and the women play once on Thursday. So it might be a little quieter than normal, but uh, you got to remember everything else is ramping up now yep. too. I, let's, I mean, Ra- Virginia Tech Wrestling is 2-0 and in the ACC after demolishing Virginia. Uh, Tech, I believe, has Duke in the Moss Art Center this Saturday. Friday. Friday night, or Saturday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, this weekend, Jack Riz and I will have us covered there. Virginia Tech softball starts the season on Friday uh, in, in Auburn, Alabama. The combination of Chip Grubb and, and Sam Mostow will have us covered there. Uh, we'll have more baseball coverage this week as well from Raza uh, Umar, Umarani. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, it's. You know, people might look at this and go, "Oh, David, you might get to relax this week." It's like, well, we got to edit like yeah. all this different stuff because between wrestling and baseball and softball, it's going to get hectic. And and don't and don't discount football. And I've got to write my own stuff too. So uh, there's a lot going on. Um, but uh, but I'm stoked, man. I, I I think I think Thursday's game. If if I expect NC State to beat Louisville, I don't think Louisville's necessarily um, played the most difficult schedule yet. I want to say Louisville beat Syracuse. They no, yes, Louisville beat Syracuse once and plays Syracuse again, and plays Notre Dame in the final game. Still has Notre Dame to play twice. So Louisville's played. Miami and Duke and Pitt and Wake and Clemson and North Carolina and BC and Syracuse. Bunch of teams that are in the mid to bottom of the ACC. This is this is the real test for Louisville tonight. I, I'm going to watch it at seven o'clock on ESPN two. I'm I'm very stoked to watch it. If if Louisville, if NC State beats Louisville, which I expect because I think NC State's on a roll right now. You got. Number one versus number two in the ACC. Now, NC State and Louisville will be tied, but 
on Thursday night in in Reynolds. And that atmosphere is going to be ridiculous. And Virginia Tech won there last year for the first time ever. If Virginia Tech wins that, I mean, it'll be a more than a game, almost two games, I think, ahead of everybody else in the conference. Like, th- this is this is when it really, really matters right here. And that's why uh, Sunday's game at, at UNC was so important. And if you're Virginia Tech, you're feeling really good right now. Obviously could have played much better. But to be able to not play that well and, and come out with a win, I think, again, that shows you that that you are a, a good team and, and you're in a good position heading into this part of the season. I mean, only seven games left and four of them are Q1. So Tech's got mm. quite a chance to boost the resume. No doubt about it. David, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks. That's David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill. And that was your Monday installment of TSL Today.